you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live in New York City. It's Tuesday, September 26th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. That's Kyle Brandt. That's Jason McCourty. Peter Schreger back at the table. What up, Peter? I'm back. I'm back. Uh, two games last night. Yeah. And, uh, we're going to talk plenty about these boys, <laughs> too. It went really quickly. Like It was all... Roses and parades hard and hard knocks. Like Leah Schreiber. That feels like Helicopters. decades ago. So long. Yeah. We'll talk about the Jets. But some sunny things, too, here. Some yeah. teams got some wins. Yes, they did. Right. Yes, they did. We're going to have a whole segment dedicated to some rejuvenized fan base. I like that. that hey, that sounds good. Yeah, I want to talk about Olamide Zacchaeus. That's who I want to talk about. Time for the 25 to 11, guys. That's the first time in NFL history about a 25 and 11 score. Scorigami, they call it. Jalen Hurts was dealing with flu-like symptoms during the game. He was asked about it. Did he use it as an excuse? Jalen, how are we feeling? Yeah. And um, did that affect you? We won. I think that's the beauty of team sports. You know, I think. Um, you heard me say time and time again, no man is an island. You draw your strength from others. And obviously, uh, every, everybody had each other's backs tonight, and we found a way to win. Defense played a hell of a game, under 200 total yards of offense, um, turning the ball over, you know, and that, that's team football. That, that answer to that question had an air to like, how are you doing? It's like, I'm here, ain't I? Like, <laughs> Jalen <the> Hurts <laughs> the Eagles overcame a slow start. Uh, teammates were suffering from flu-like symptoms, bad weather, interceptions, you name it. They teed it up, yet they still handed the Bucks their first loss of the season. Lots of impact there. Peter, your thoughts from watching the Eagles now? They are 3-0. It was never in doubt. 
They won by 14. They go into Tampa. Rainstorm. Mm -hmm. Who cares? We're all sick. Who cares? (laughs) Kelsey's sick. Who cares? Hurts is sick. They just win. And I think the stat I saw is, I think they're 20 and 1 in their last 21 regular season games. Like, what are we talking about here? We get bored with the Eagles because they're so good, and that's a credit to them. And I think there's another dynamic this year. We always talk about the core four, and there was a great feature on ESPN before the core four, and what they... This youth movement that they've got up front is real, and Jalen Carter is going to be something to reckon with all season long. Carter, quarterback hit here, cuts right back to the backfield, sacks the Mayfield, and then a couple plays later is able to knock the ball loose from Rashad White. The defense overall, we talked about this Bucks team. Oh, Baker's so efficient. Baker's so competent. We've got you know Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. We thought that they'd be, and then it's it's nullified from go. And another point here. Mm. And this is like an intangible. Gosh, does that Eagles fan base travel? What do you got? What I, do you mean? I'm watching this game, and it's all Eagles fans in the crowd. And that's nothing against the Bucks fans. They were there, too. And then Sirianni goes up into the crowd, <laughs> and they're doing an E-A-G-L-E-S chant. I've never seen this. Have you ever what? seen this from a head coach? No. In the middle of the second quarter, right? <laughs> no, no. <that's> the <laughs> and he thanks every one of them for coming. Uh they are everywhere. We always talk about the national fan bases and the Steelers. Steelers took over Vegas over the weekend. They did. They did. They did. And, and, and here we go. And when the Raiders traveled, you see that? Yeah. This is something, and there's great appreciation. It's, they're on something. There's Dom in security. What's up, Dom? We see you. Uh, that guy's name is actually Dom? Oh, Dom. Dom is their security <laughs> right, chief cool. for many, many years. All right, cool. Um, the Eagles fan base is almost like a part of the team right now. They're a traveling army. Like you come and you're facing them also at home. You don't want to play them there. Yeah. And then they go to these opposing buildings, and it's like, oh, it's all Eagles fans. Uh-huh. Um, there's something happening right now. It's like a movement, and the Eagles, they they are a locomotive. They win by 14, and we're like, yeah. No, no. They won by 14 on the road, and they dominated that building. I love that. There's something happening happening off the field, fans traveling and being there. There's also something happening on the field. DeAndre Swift has said, hey, you know what? I'm an eagle. Hand me off the ball. This is back-to-back games. This guy, 305 yards in his last two games. Last year alone, he only had 542 yards. He's already a game or two away from beating his total of last year. This guy's jumping over people. They're showing his dad working out during the game. Darren Swift. Swift. (laughs) Just unbelievable. So much fun to watch. And Their offensive line is just really good. 99 of his 130 yards came before contact. So he's getting the ball. They're driving a Mack truck through the line. And when you talk about the offensive line, you have to talk about the tush push. Yes. This play just happens over and over. And... Kyle, you had a debate over the fumble in the end zone. Yeah. I think the new debate at the end of the season is going to be the touch push. Everybody's mad that they're running it. What I can't understand is there's 31 other teams and no one else is lining up in this formation and just doing this. Third and inches, fourth and inches, a yard. Line up, put your tight ends back there, running back, and just push the quarterback to touch push. I like saying it. I like watching it. Uh-huh, it's just, like it's a ton too. of fun. They, they discussed it this offseason. Yeah. And it got, it said, okay, let's table that. Uh, Diana Rossini from The Athletic had an interesting suggestion. Mm. You can do the tush-push, but you only can do it once a game. Like, do you limit it and say oh. you get one opportunity? No, you're just saying, that no, it's a football play. Uh, until, yeah. they, until they ban it. Yeah, somebody stop it, and then you'll stop running it. Yeah, that's, that's rock and jock stuff. You can do it as many times as you yeah. want. It's just not a fun play to watch. It's just I actually like, like it. Why don't do you like you? it? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like football, the grace of, like, Exodus, is just, yeah. you know? But you're also a nostalgist. That's old-fashioned, right? It is. it is. So you're saying 99 yards before he was touched. He had basically a 100-yard day without being a hand on him. I mean, that's the old line. That's a 
amazing. Oof. Other question, Dom security guy. Is that the guy who kept Kevin Hart off the stage after they won the no, Super Bowl? No, that was a league, that was a league oh, official. Oh, you don't mess Super with Super Bowl, league, we deal with the league. <laughs> right. Dom would have let him. Dom, Dom we don't Philly, know. Philly, we're all one. Uh, league, though, the league steps Because that was a legendary stiff arm. That's amazing. Um, you know who's not in the highlight, who was unbelievable last night, was A.J. Brown. A.J. Yeah. Brown had nine for 131. He had two catches in about the first five seconds of the yeah. game. And I think he had the, the quote of the night afterwards, too. He's just like... We're a work in progress. Like when we get going, it's really going to get going. So I was handing out awards after the first two weeks and joining, letting people join the club of we hung with the Eagles club. Mm. We didn't win, but we sort of gave them a game. The Patriots were in the club. The Vikings sort of gave yeah. them a game. The Bucks aren't in that club. They don't get to join. But my point is like the Eagles right now are that you ever go to a store and it's like, Pardon our dust. You know, we're renovating. They're pardon our dust right now. The, the sign out in front of the Eagles offense says, I assure you, we are open. Come in. And they're 3-0 and at pardon yeah. my dust. They're, they're the boutique that is refurbishing and setting sales records in the meantime. Business is not even taking a hit. I genuinely believe the best is yet to come for this Eagles offense. And they got the guy running like that. And they got A.J. And yet, remember we were talking last week after they beat the Vikings? Just doesn't quite look comfortable no. yet. Like, the Jalen Hurts body language isn't like it was last year. I think it'll get there. I think he was probably puking before the game last night. Yeah. And they won by two touchdowns on the road in the rain. They're the most best is yet to come 3-0 team in the league by far. We got some 3-0 teams. I'm not for certain that the Niners' best is yet to come. This might be just be their best. They may be already at a 10 out of 10. I feel like the Eagles team is 3-0 and they're at like a 7-5. Yeah. And that is very scary because a lot of their guys are so young, the Jalen Carter types, that they're going to play better, the offense is going to play better. So pardon their dust, but uh, kiss their butt when it comes to 3-0. and They got nothing to apologize for. You know who woke up happy this morning? The Jesuits at St. Joe's Prep. Their endowment through the mm. roof because Alamide Zacchaeus also went to St. Joe's Prep with DeAndre Swift. Oh, how about that? Two years apart, those that. two. Because I had to look. I was like, another north-central Philly guy just running all over town yeah. for the Eagles in our highlight to lead the show on Good Morning Football. Shout out to St. Joe's Prep, a heck of an alumni base. No doubt. I'm curious about, we're talking about the offense, and but the defense looks incredible. Now, are, do you feel like they look uncomfortable mm. the way the offense, because I think it's the offense that's making us look a little like wonky because mm-hmm. it's compared to how they finished last season, it is not the same. But does the defense mm-hmm. look clicked up enough? That was the first complete game by the Good defense. Question. I think in the first game against the Patriots, second half, they were able to dink and dunk through them. And, you're yeah. like, and then the Vikings came all the way back. This one was like, close the door. Right. Nothing. That yes. was the best offensive effort. That safety that they had was like the most no-doubt safety right? I've ever seen. Like, yeah. you know, they, they hand the ball off to Rashad White, and like, you know you got to get out of the end zone. Like, everybody knows. Like, fire off the ball. Yeah. And like, that wasn't even close. No. And that's the Eagles' D-line, which might be their best This unit. game, it was like 22-3, to and they had the two games on at once. And it was one of those where like, all right, we're going to go to the other game now. Yeah. And that's when you know. And the Eagles. Are there more competitive action? We're going to go to the other <laughs> game. Now we're going to watch Joe and Stafford. You know when March Madness, they go to like, on true TV, we got this yeah. eight and the nine seed because it's more competitive yeah. action. Right. You don't want but that. But the 116 is on CBS. And you're like, I didn't really I want to change this channel. But true TV has the action. But sometimes place. Jamie's working that eight, nine. And we want to go to her because she's going to get the coach. You're darn right I am. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes we all get put on to true TV. That's all right. right? Uh, not Talon Pelissero, though. He is a grade A network newsman yes. for us. Uh-huh. Good morning, Tom. What is the latest that we need to know from around the league? <laughs> Good morning, Jamie. Saints coach Dennis Allen confirmed on Monday the quarterback, Derek Carr, suffered a sprained AC joint in his throwing shoulder when he got whipped to the ground by Rashawn Gary on Sunday in Green Bay. According to Allen, Carr is week to week. 
they're not even ready to rule him out for this week's game, week four, against the Bucks. This is great news overall, given how that injury initially looked. Carr was briefly hospitalized, underwent a lot of different tests to rule out more serious issues, internal issues. Those were all negative, so even if it's not this week, it would be Jameis Winston in that case, but Carr should be back on the field soon. The news not as good for the Chargers and wide receiver Mike Williams, who is out for the season because of a torn ACL. The Chargers knew this was bad in real time as soon as they saw the replay, did the initial exam. Williams left the stadium on Sunday with his leg in a brace. He would take a golf cart, rode that over to the bus. An MRI confirmed on Monday it is a season-ending injury. It's a big loss for L.A. Their first-round pick, Quentin Johnston, who had not had a lot of opportunities so far, should now be thrust into a bigger role. Jamie, it's Thursday. (laughs) All right, Tom, thank you very much. That is a heartbreak for the Chargers. I hated to see that news about Mike Williams as they have to move forward in their schedule. Tom, thank you very much. Talk to you in a little bit. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have... Hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you ever do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot and now he doesn't. Mm hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. LA Rams on the road, traveling to Cincinnati, taking on Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Caps okay, not 100%, but he's going to give it a go. Let's see what Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow had to say. I wonder if they chimed in on our guy off beat. Joe's toughness, we're just used to it, you know, so you kind of take it for granted at times because he's he's played through a lot of stuff over the last however many years he's been, what, four years? Is it four years? He's played here four years. And uh, so, again, he's 
He's always a guy that it's appreciated when your quarterback goes out there and is dealing with something as significant as he was and, and uh, able to battle through it. There is risk to, to go out there and uh, potentially re-injure it, but there's also a risk to go out there and be 0-3. So um, I, I wanted to be out there for, for my guys, and you know I was confident that I would be able to do what I needed to to, to get the win. Well, there was risk for the Bengals to go 0-3 to start the season, and that's sometimes what you have to do. Time for today's Wake Up Call presented by Verizon. Things we learned last night for the Bengals' first win of the season. Kyle. They got a pulse. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. We got a pulse. Yeah, no We're alive. That line is bouncing, guys. I, I don't I don't care if the score was 2 to nothing or it's 56 to nothing. It's a win. Uh, the 0-2 thing, fine. The 0-3 thing, highly problematic. Ugly game. Joe Burrow, gritty game. Like, I think they saved their season last night. Yeah. I do. Because here's the deal with the team like this, with the Bengals, who's been there, who has the talent. We're going to be here two months from now, and it's the difference between... Nine and eight and ten and seven or something like that. You know, just a one-game difference. It's like, thank God they won 16 to 19 or whoever the hell the score was back in week four. What is this, week three, week four? Who knows? September. That's the one you need. You could have easily lost that game. You could have said, let's sit, Burrow. And who knows? Maybe it will bite them. Maybe he exacerbated something last night. But I don't care what the stat sheet says, these highlights, whatever. They won. They won. They won. This this was like a, a kind of a playoff game for starters like this felt like a playoff win for Joe Burrow because they kept the season alive you're not coming back from 0-3 I don't care the statistics are terrible about it now no team has ever started 0-2 and made the playoffs two years in a row it's never happened so I'm not saying they're going to be the first but I'm saying if they lost last night see you later yeah they're still chasing history and who knows what will be and I looked at last night's game, and Lou Anaromo, the defensive coordinator, he had his guys flying around. It. This guy, Dax Hill, showing up, making sacks, making tackles for laws all over the field. Trey Hendrickson, Trey Hendrickson, an absolute beast coming off the edge. And going into this game, I'm thinking, all right, Joe Burrow, he's going to play. He's dealing with a calf. He's not going to be able to be mobile. It's going to be the Rams putting pressure on the quarterback, keeping him in the pocket, hitting him. But instead, it was the Bengals. They hit... Matthew Stafford 10 times last night. They had two interceptions. The defense was just dominant. And the offense hasn't looked great. Jamar Chase looked good, really good last night, but still kind of stagnant. And when that's happening, when you're a team, somebody steps up. And it was the defense last night that continued to make play after play. And eventually they came out on top. Burrow couldn't really move that well. Yeah. Like he's, up there, he's sitting there like an immobile statue. That's not the Burrow we know. And they still found a way to win. Such a gritty win. Uh, you also look at it from like the Rams' opportunity. The Bengals' defense put the clamps on the Rams when the Rams needed it most. Do you know the Rams went one for 11 on third mm. down? And the third down they converted was at the last drive of the game. One for 11. It's one of the worst performances you'll ever see for a team. Mm. Look at that percent. I mean, on third down. And, what, and a couple of those, it's like third and short, and they, they couldn't convert it. Red zone, Rams, all game. We're 0 for 3. At the very end, they score the touchdown. Uh, Williams has the touchdown catch at mm. the end. Just to, or I'm sorry, Tutu does to make it a one-score game. But every time the Rams were threatening, every single time, the Bengals' defense put a stop to it. Mm. Now, that said, was Tutu Atwell in on that touchdown mm. that was called back? I don't know. Was Logan Wilson definitely picking that pass off, or was that thing juggling on the ground? I don't know. Guess what? If you want to be a playoff team and you're a young squad, you have to overcome those things. And the Rams could not. The Bengals could. Uh, shout out to also Zach Taylor. I thought that game was magnificently coached. Yeah. In addition to Lou Anaruma. Like, to come away with a win and a must win with a quarterback who can't what move. What a gut That's check. That's impressive. Such a gut check, and that team brought it. Uh, but, yeah, Rams could have very easily had it if they'd converted any of those plays. But they didn't. 
one for 11 on third down. The, the Bengals only made it into the red zone one time the entire evening, which is wild, too. I, I, I feel the same way I do about the Eagles last week when the Eagles won, which was not to be an Eagles apologist. And I went on this, I went on a litany about, like, you can't do that. A win's a win. And I feel the same way about the Bengals in that Jamar Chase still was targeted 14 times. He still had 12 cushions. He still, it doesn't matter if you're in the red zone or not. You won the game. That's like one of the headlines, one of the beatdowns, if you will. The Bengals, you can't get it. No, no, no. You, your, your run game carried you. Your defense carried you. And in September, a win's a win. And the fact that the, yeah. over a month from now is when the Bengals have to finally pull up their bootstraps and play the San Francisco 49ers because until then, they have a fair, fair path to go through. they got to play Tennessee, Arizona, and Seattle. Then they have a bye before they play the 49ers. To me, that sounds okay. That sounds comfortable. I'm just not sure about this Joe Burrow experience. Is there a, do you you see, could it be that they could give him, like, not a a game off? Mm Mm-hmm. It's so tough. When you start on two, you get your first win. Yeah. They need Joe Burrow out there to continue to win. You just said you haven't had a team go on two in back to back seasons and make the playoffs. Do you think, Jason, if they had started 2 0, is he out there last night? Possibly not. Because last night. I think probably not. Leading up to the bye is where you like to do that, where it's just like maybe going into the bye, if he can get that week off, now you get, you steal a week in a sense. They might even be one on one, they don't play him last night. They don't have to play in their division until November 16th. Or it's one of those, Jason, where it's They've already played their division twice. twice. A Thursday night game. You say, sit this Thursday night game, get a nice 10 days. Yeah, yeah, Right now, Jake Browning, are you, you no, going to put him no, in no, and say, all right, let, let's go to work. Yeah. Joe Burrow, you saw it last night. He, he wants to be out there. He wants to <laughs> he's play. Awesome. And this guy, I think he's When Donald, so, like, Donald took him and just absolutely engulfed him, yeah. and you're like, ooh, duh, duh. And yet he got right back up, yeah. and they yeah. moved the chains. Yeah. Didn't Burrow's move. tough. He's a warrior. Man. He didn't move. Yeah. He, knew, he knew his limitations. When the season's over, the NFL films will make the story of the 2023 Bengals. They will not show one play from that game. That is completely gone. Never mind. It's just that they won it. It doesn't matter if they're great highlights. There's field goals and some chase yeah. and stuff. It's fine. They Logan won. Wilson's like, what the hell? I had two picks. Logan, I love you. <laughs> you ain't making the highlight reel for that one, buddy. You've made bigger plays. Isn't the report that Joe Burrow's on season two of quarterback this season? Didn't we I don't know. That? that keeps changing every okay, 20 seconds. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. We'll I'd love it. Though. He's our unquestioned quarterback, guys. Like, as long as he continues to to show the way he's his preparation, uh, the way he's been practicing, and even in these games, guys, like he's not the reason why we lost last uh, yesterday. It's always a team effort. Do you guys plan on adding a quarterback this week? Uh, that that one's a Joe question. Hmm. Joe being Joe Douglas, the GM. We in, we out. It is uh, presented by our friends at Progressive Insurance. That was Jets head coach Robert Sala backing Zach Wilson after a tough game had by all against the Patriots on Sunday. Um, but Coach Sala might be on an island on this one. One Jets legend doesn't quite agree. Here's what Broadway Joe Namath had to say about Zach Wilson's performance yesterday with Michael Kay and the boys on the Yes Network. What would you, if you, if somebody handed you Zach Wilson and said, okay, Joe, make him better, what would you do? Send him to Kansas City to back up against somebody like Mahomes, maybe he'd learn something. I wouldn't keep him. You know, I've seen enough of Zach Wilson. All right? I've seen enough. Strong comments from the greatest Jets quarterback of all time, which... Everyone is saying, we've seen enough, we've seen enough. Well, Joe Douglas is the GM, and they're sticking with unquestioned their quarterback, Zach Wilson. Here's some of the free agents that are out there. Colt McCoy's hurt. 
or is coming off an injury. You got Flacco, who was there last year. Nick Foles, obviously, removed. And Matt Ryan's calling games. And he says he's out. So yeah. He's out. He's out. He's out. He's out. He's out. So take him off. Jets need to sign a veteran quarterback before the week four game against the Chiefs. Are we in or we out, Kyle? We started off with you. I'm with Joe in the sense that I've seen enough. I don't want to see Zach Wilson play anymore. I, I don't think he should start another game. And, look, I, you know I don't love talking like that. But this is not – we've started him for a couple games. It's not working. This is not a Trey Lance situation. This is not a Jordan Love situation who's been really good but had the mystery. We've seen it for three years. It's frustrating to hear Salah come out and say he's the unquestioned star. He's not even questioned. And it's also frustrating to say, we see great things in practice. Of course you do. Like, there's no stakes. There's no pressure. There's no hitting him. And then he goes in the game for three years, and he's bad, really bad. So it's easy to say, bench him, bench him. But then you have to have the responsibility to say, okay, well, then who are you going to play? Tim Boyle is on the roster. The, the resume is rough. At this point, I would do anything. And I was saying, like, like who'd you put in? I'm like, honestly, just anybody. I don't want to see Zach Wilson start for the Jets again. It's not working. It's never going to work. So those, na- those names, Peter, or anybody else, the answer is yes. I don't want to see him start again. I've had enough. I'm out. I'm out on signing a veteran quarterback because as long as Robert Sala can keep a pulse on the locker room and keep the guys together and know that this is a concerted effort or lack thereof, to win games this season because you know in your heart of hearts and in your gut and with whatever conversations you've had with Aaron Rodgers that if he is good, he is coming back. It's kind of a it's a win-win and a lose-lose all at the same time. If the Jets are so bad that they get a top-five draft pick, great. You get a quarterback. Go get it. You've done it three times before this. Go get another quarterback. I think Joe Douglas and Robert Sala will be around if they get a That's This is what I mean about he has to have very specific conversations with people in that building. If he loses the team on the way of making this decision with leaving Zach Wilson under center, that's a different conversation. But if the players are saying, Coach, it's fine. Get us through this season. We'll get AR back. Then so be it. So I'm out on signing the veteran. This is a tough one because you watch the game and Zach Wilson is playing with zero confidence. There's times where the entire offensive line has everybody blocked up and he's not even looking down the field long enough to be able to make a pass to somebody. But the question is do you go out and sign a veteran free agent quarterback? I'm out. My answer is no because there's nobody on this list where I'm like, yep. Go get that guy, and we have a chance yeah. now to go win a Super Bowl with the roster that we've built around us. Yes, we have a good defense. Yes, we have two good running backs. And when Robert Sala says Zach Wilson isn't the reason we're losing the game, what he's saying is he's not the only reason we lose the game. They can't run the ball right now. And I know the New England Patriots defense is really good, but for them to win games going in, it wasn't Zach Wilson has to come in for Aaron Rodgers and go win us football games. It was no. He has to control the ball. We have to play good defense and run the ball if they can't run the ball nothing else matters you plug in one of those free agent quarterbacks they still going to need to run the ball to win games those guys aren't winning games for them either guess what the chiefs and dolphins are coming up i mean this is where this is not going to get any better i'll tell you that uh here's where i stand on it and i think if you're watching the show and you guys at the table know i've got relationships around the league but the jets are a building that i i know very well and i've seen this team be built while we were doing flips over aaron Rodgers and like dalvin cook and alan lazard and randall cobb no one went through the scenario of what if Rodgers goes down, we're back at Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. then who's Zach's backup? They mm-hmm. didn't address that situation. Mm-hmm. And mm. quite frankly, you look at the offensive line, you look at 30-something-year-old Dwayne Brown at your left tackle spot and say, oh, he's good for 18 weeks. Yeah. So Brown goes down. Now you got Becton playing left tackle. Yeah. You're moving Tittman to the guard. He doesn't play guard. Then you got Vera Tucker playing position. Like The offensive line was all out of whack. First time for all those guys. It was a recipe for disaster, and we're in week four, and there's no – 
possible way out because there are no viable quarterbacks and the offensive line isn't suddenly going to get healthy and be great at this point. So I don't see sunnier days ahead, but I also don't know what Salah could do. If they sign Nick Foles, what that does maybe is a gesture to the fans, like we hear you, it's an olive branch. I don't know if it makes the team any better, but yeah. at this point, for Salah and Douglas, like job security, it might be worth it. Just go get one of those guys. Sure, you're talking about the offensive line. Which one of those veteran guys want to go stand behind an offensive line that's moving pieces all around? Fair enough. Nick Foles a lot of money, and he's happy at home. Like this, Ryan money- was like, "I'm right. good. The booth, the booth is comfortable. I have air conditioning. No one's first class me. flights everywhere. It's <laughs> great. Pretty bleak. We're going that way. And again, Chiefs and Dolphins up ahead. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Another friend of the show, Scott Pioli. He's a three-time Super Bowl winner, and he is currently in London for a lot of the league's initiatives overseas. Scott Pioli. Hey, Scott. Good morning, morning, football. Good morning, Well, good afternoon, good morning, football. Oh, (laughs) very good. perfectly done. Very good. Scott, let's start with last night's action. I don't know if you were up at 3 a.m. watching, but I know you saw the highlights. What stood out from that Eagles win over the Buccaneers? Well, to me, what stood out, the fact is that the Eagles are not even close to playing good football or Eagles football, but they're still 3-0. I mean, you look at Jalen Hurts' game last night has two interceptions, not his game. But then you look at what they did on third down. They're 10 of 16 on third down, two of three on fourth down, and they had DeAndre Swift. So they're not playing, again, anything close to their best football, but they're still winning games. That's important. I heard Jamie say earlier that, you know, you can stink in September. You just got to keep getting better. 
as long as you're ready, you're good in December and in January. But again, the thing that stood out the most was the fact that the defense held them to 174 yards of total offense yesterday. The defense was coming. Here's the thing. This is a good football team, a very good football team. It isn't playing good football yet. They've got a lot ahead of them right now. Scott, I said ugly football is embraced in September, and uh, nobody qualifies for that more, unfortunately, than the Cincinnati Bengals right now. Despite a late-game comeback, uh, the Rams did their best, but the Bengals still won. I'm sure Bengals fans and the team, the building, breathing a sigh of relief. What were your takeaways from that game? Yeah, when I looked at that game, they, they, again, Joe Burrow not playing any close to Joe Burrow football, another team not playing at their best, not optimal right now. But what they did do on offense that I thought was critical was time of possession. They held the ball for 36 minutes. Sometimes your best defense is when your offense controls the ball. The Rams have a good offense. It didn't appear that way last night, but they have a good offense. Sean McVay is one of the best offensive coaches. That's a head coach in the National Football League. They kept the offense off. They kept... Puka off the field. I know that's one of your guys' favorite players. So to me, what they did is they played ball control. They did what they had to do. They limited the offensive opportunities for the Rams. And to me, that's the way that they've got to win games right now. Again, not a pretty game, but this is a team, once their quarterback Joe Burrow gets healthier, this team should improve dramatically. I hope so. Um, that was a huge, huge win for them last night, Scott. I think it kept their season alive. You've seen everything in this league. I, I don't know if anybody with the Bears has seen a week like they went through last week mm-hmm. just to talk about the field's comments and then the D coordinator resigning and the robotic quote, and then they just go and get absolutely obliterated by the Chiefs to go 0-3. You know, the voice of reason in the middle of this, at least the steadying voice, has been Ryan Poles, their GM. I'm sure you can relate. Mm-hmm. What would you do right now if you were in their facility? How do you keep this train on the tracks or at least try to get it back on. They got a lot of football left to play this season. Yeah, Kyle, I think I do exactly what Ryan Poles is doing and trying to do right now. When I looked at that last week or when I read first what the comments were and that the what was it, the grenade was rolled into a room, I was my initial reaction was like everybody else. Like there was a lot of problems here. But then I went back and watched the video, right? You always go back to video. And Ryan Poles, I'm sure, did that. And when you listen to the video, the comments that were made, this was not a wow, this was not a grenade. It was, uh, I, th- I think, you know, Justin Fields could have been better with his words and used better word choice. But Justin Fields is a good guy. He did not mean anything malicious. I think that there was some uh, journalistic liberties that were taking to make this over-sensationalized. Sens- over and when you're on a team, what you do is you see that, you, you hear that, you get with the quarterback, you have the conversation, you have a conversation with the team, the head coach does. And then you just move ahead. To me, this was, I was just disappointed in this because we, I'm, not, I'm in the media now. And what we want is this relationship between the football people and the media. And too often we're hearing coaches and players talking in cliches and being very careful or overly cautious. And part of the reason is after things like this happened, because this was not a wow. And I, and I, I was disappointed in the way that the whole thing came down, because now the Bears are having to fight. They have enough of their own problems. You know, I don't, I don't want to look away from that. But to have more created for their team to me was just disappointing. And when you're in front office or you're a head coach and you have to deal with that stuff, it just becomes a little more problematic and totally unnecessary, quite honestly. It definitely does. I say it all the time. Winning solves everything. Bears need to go out there and get a win and help galvanize and bring everybody together. But we started this segment off, Scott, by saying you're coming live from the U.K. this morning for us. Tell us, what does the league have you working on this week? 
Yeah, I'm here in fabulous Loughborough at Loughborough College and University. And right now what's going on is we're having a regional combine for the International Player Pathway Program. So instead of have a having a global combine like we've done in the past, we're going with more regional combines. So we've got the European Regional Combine here on the campus. Loughborough University is the premier university for sport and science in the UK. So we're here using their facilities and we're also not only having the combine, which we worked guys out this morning, but I'm here at the NFL Academy, which was this fabulous facility and building that they have. And it's very similar in terms of the model that IMG Academy has. What they've got here though for the academy is at the college portion, which is students who are in their, what we call our junior and senior year of high school. They're here, all different sports, Olympic caliber athletes. The NFL has now built an academy as a part of this, and we have football players from all over the world attending the academy, and it's being run by Lamont Winston, who's a former NFL executive, Steve Hagan, former NFL coach, 12 years. And I'm over here with Roman Oben, and you know Roman's doing a great job keeping this whole thing organized. This is a new path for players to go from high school all over the world, come here, play high school football, and then eventually get recruited. There's a young man by the name of Emmanuel Okoya from Nigeria who's now just been recruited and is playing his first year at the University of Tennessee, being found at the academy. So it's an incredible program. I'm getting the lay, the lay of the land here, and they're doing an amazing job. Okay, so we're through three weeks of the season, and some teams have had a rough start, and now they bounce back to form, which is those are the teams where we like to cook with. We're in the kitchen with them. Which fan base do you think woke up this week and re revitalized, feeling fresh as a daisy heading into week four? I don't even know if it's revitalized or they've just been vitalized for <laughs> 30 years. Packers fans, what a day that was for them. And that's just like the quick short story of this fan base. So the Jordan Love era finally begins. They knocked the snot out of the Bears week one, but there's nothing new there. And then there was this little bit of a record scratch. Ah, we blew that game against the Falcons. We should have won it. Uh-uh. A beautiful, glorious, triumphant home comeback against a very good Saints defense in which Jordan Love looked like a hero. I think they are the feel-good team of the first month. I do. Mm. I think it's incredible. I think Jordan Love's a very, like, lovable figure, so to speak, and he's never done anything wrong or said anything wrong, and it's kind of cool that he's playing well. I, I, I roll my eyes sometimes to the Packers fan base just because the word privilege. They're just so privileged just to have good play for year after year after year. And damn it, it looks like love's good too. They, they may be in for more years. So I feel like they're like, all right, let's just keep this train going. Think we might mess around and win the North. Maybe we have to fall down and get a wild card. It keeps on going, Peter. The, 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 the Packers, amazing. I'm happy home, for them. Home opener, they're down double digits in the yeah. fourth quarter, and he finds a way. It's great. It's, it's pretty great cool. Got to feel good. Uh, I'm going to be very recent with this history. Like, I've got to wake up this morning as a Bengals fan feeling like, we're alive, baby. Woo! Just give us a shot. Breathe. Breathe. One and two. They're back in this thing. And last night wasn't necessarily pretty, but gosh, was it gritty. Uh, Joe Burrow playing with that calf did not move very well and yet found a way to still throw the rock 50-something times. Mm -hmm. um, loved this win for Cincinnati. They found a way. That's all. Stack wins. Stack wins. Wonderfully coached game, too, by Zach Taylor and Lou Anarumo on defense. The game management was perfect down the stretch. They ended up taking knees. They were up three points at the end. They're alive this morning, guys. Mm -hmm. Bengals got to feel good. One and two, and yet could have very easily been 0-3 in mm -hmm. the circumstances. I love that. They're alive this They're morning. They're alive. Uh, I'm going with a team down in Miami. I'm going with the Dolphins fan base. Sure. They just watched their team put up 70 points 
in a football game against the Denver Broncos. Tua Tungavailoa is out there. He's healthy. There are no question marks about who their quarterback is and how good he is. If you're a Dolphins fan and you're waking up on a Monday morning yesterday after that game on Sunday, you're just like, we're the best team in the NFL. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Our quarterback's going to be MVP, and we're just fired up about life right now. Then you just go out to the beach, lay out a towel, and get some suntan and all. That's the beauty of living in Miami. Weather's great, and your football team is really good. I'm glad you went with a team that's 3-0 because I thought you had to find the team that like only had just won for the first time this weekend, Whatever which mine didn't. I'm going with the Bills. Mm. I, I, the, the win at home against the Raiders was like, you're good, you're back at home, you're coming off that awkward Jets loss. But oh my goodness, this beat down on the Washington Commanders. Kyle, how many times was Sam Howell sacked? Nine. Nine times. He had to read it through his mustache shaving yesterday. He was in shock. Yeah. There was shaving cream in his mouth. He couldn't believe Fine. it. Nine times he was sacked. Let me give you one. Everyone's talking about the 70 points and whether they, they were putting it on too much, or if there was sportsmanship not... I don't know if you saw this. Ron Rivera kicks a field goal with no time left to basically make it 38-3. to mm-hmm. What were our thoughts there at the mm-hmm. table, this moral victory of not getting shut out? Jason, as a player, if you're on the commanders and you're kicking a field goal, is that like, thanks, coach? Or you're like, what are we doing here? Uh, try to score a touchdown or close mm-hmm. enough. Uh, try to score a touchdown. Yes. Oh, really? See, I because I, we'd be on here in Good Morning Football, like, the commanders got shut out at home. Like, mm-hmm. I'm They did get shut out. I like when McVay did it and just messed with everybody yeah, on the back yeah, side. Right? That's the good one. Yeah. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. let's go. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. <laughs> you can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.